It's time for the Daily Stand-Up Podcast presented by Agile Dad with your host, Lee Henson. Without any further ado, let's get started. I wanted to talk to you today about an article that was sent to me from a good friend, uh, David Pereira. So David, if you're listening, uh, great, great to hear you're still out there doing this. And uh, this article was called Transforming Useless Retrospectives into Powerful Ones with Action Items. And uh, I'm going to go through and read part of the article with you, and then I'm going to go ahead and give you some commentary. So he starts off, I hated sprint retrospectives. I didn't understand why we had to sit down every two weeks to discuss the same things over and over again. The scrum master would religiously ask us the same boring questions, and I wanted to be anywhere in the world but in that room. Let's stop there. I have been there. This is this is what I call doing agile and name only. It is so bad for people to take on this approach. And I've seen coaches even who do this, and it just it rocks me to the core. There are better ways to do things. I hope he goes there. So let's see where he takes it. Almost all of our sprints ended the same way. We had sprint carryovers, nightmare. Someone complaining about bugs, nightmare. Yeah, we knew our next sprint would be no different. With pressure to deliver more, failure to deliver to expectations, and bugs caused due to us rushing everything. What did we do wrong? Well, there, there are a few things there, David. <laughs> so everything from not honoring whip limits to forcing bugs into the sprint to, yeah, there, there's a bunch of things here. So he goes on to say, let me share my learnings from bad sprint retrospectives, and hopefully you don't do the same thing I did. Um. So let's talk about bad retrospectives. He says, before we talk about bad experiences, we need to understand why doing retrospectives matter in the first place. I could point you to the scrum guide, but I guess you're already tired of hearing people do that. So let me give you my own two cents. For me, sprint retrospectives exist to help teams improve their work and strengthen their collaboration. It's a moment to step back from a busy routine and reflect on opportunities to grow as a team. And I love this quote. Here it is. Great sprint retrospectives can significantly transform teams for the better. I agree, I agree, I agree. A bad sprint retrospective won't contribute to what was just mentioned. Um, Bad retrospectives can be often seen as time wasters. You enter the room with empty hands and leave the same way with empty hands. Probably you leave even feeling more helpless and powerless than you were when you walked in. So to illustrate a bad retrospective, he asked if he could walk us through an example. So yeah, let's do it. So the Scrum Master would write two questions on the board and ask everyone to answer them. What went well last sprint? What could we have done better last sprint? The team had five minutes to gather their thoughts. Everyone shared their perspective. After that, the Scrum Master would go to the board and write two more questions. What opportunities do we have for the next sprint? And what risks do we see ahead of us? Again, everyone would have five minutes to reflect before sharing. Everyone would share their perspective. The Scrum Master would ask us what we could do to have a better sprint. We'd discuss abstractly, end up talking about all kinds of different thoughts without any clear action items. And then the Scrum Master would go straight to the board and erase everything off the board and thank us for our time. Every sprint retrospective was alike. Sometimes the Scrum Master would change the question or use a dynamic sailboat game or something. Yet we always only talked and never committed to action. We may have learned something and slightly improved, but we never agreed on an action item as a team. Bad retrospectives end without any explicit action on how to become a better team. 
I personally hated our retrospectives because I got tired of complaining and taking no action. We all fell victim to circumstances while we made ourselves more and more powerless. That breaks my heart to read that, David. But but you're right. I've, I've seen this so many times and you're spot on. So let's talk about good sprint retrospectives. Unlike bad ones, good ones end up with clear action items. The team knows where to improve and commits to action that enables that desired change. I won't lie. It takes years sometimes until you land on a good retrospective. I remember the day when a new scrum master came in and asked, which, which action items did you commit to last sprint? I don't see it here. We were embarrassed as we had nothing to say. She looked at us and said, from today on, our retrospectives start with evaluating actions and finishing with committing to new ones. Everyone got curious about it. That scrum master transformed our team. Looking back, it seems obvious to me, but at the time I was clueless that we were making mistakes. The change was so simple. All we had to do was agree on a maximum of two or three actions to commit to during our upcoming sprint. I often encourage people to do zero point backlog items and have the product owner put them in a backlog so you can see them in the backlog. And that gives meaning to the sprint retrospective. Step by step, we watched as our team evolved. And I understood why I used to hate bad ones, because until then, I never experienced a good one. (laughs) It makes sense. But the actions that you set also need to be valuable. That's so important. So defining actions sounds straightforward, but it's just not. Uh, It's easy to set fluffy actions that you easily can ignore. But you really need to be careful about how to craft what actions you plan to take. Otherwise, no one on the team will even care about them. So... Sometimes you'll notice the team makes things abstract or shoots for behavioral change. Here are some bad examples. We're going to try to make our test coverage better. We'll try, and that's kind of broad. How about this? Whenever a stakeholder interrupts a developer, the scrum master will intervene. Once again, fluffy and weird. Uh, We'll make our code reviews faster to avoid bottlenecks. I think you see where I'm going with this, right? There's so many bad things there. What's the problem with those actions? They're just not measurable. The words there that are not measurable, faster, better, uh, if something happens and something else will happen, it's conditional. You got to do better than that. Uh, So how about this? Improve our test coverage from 75% to 80%. That's actionable. The Scrum Master will give feedback to stakeholders A, B, and C about the importance of context switching and why we shouldn't be interrupting the team. Hey, I like that. Limit code review time to a single day. There you go. Those are some actionable things. You can measure those. There's clarity on what the goal is we're trying to achieve. And we're moving away from imprecise or conditional actions. If you're trying to, if you're trying to get feasible results, uh, you know, getting feasible actions out of the retrospective and getting them done helps the team learn and improve. Right? You just need to figure out how you're going to do it. And I think part of that is we need to take the actions that we commit to seriously. So another common mistake with actions is leaving them open. Uh, It's too naive to expect someone from a busy team will voluntarily drive an action just because the team agreed in a sprint retrospective to do it. If you leave your action opens, your your actions open rather, you're not going to get them done, right? You need to finish things that you commit to. So sometimes it means defining one person who's going to be responsible for driving the action. Insert the action into the sprint backlog as a zero point item. There you go. See, look, we're on the same page. Evaluate the status of the actions at the beginning of each sprint retrospective to do and progress done. 
encourage team members to call others out when actions aren't taken seriously and help everyone so that they don't feel overwhelmed with the team or the actions that they take. Make sure you take it on minimal actions and that you can get those things completed, that the chasm's not too big. So the truth is, sprint retrospectives should and will be non-negotiable. You need to take your actions seriously. You need to get them in a backlog. But if you do these things and you help, and uh, there's the four quadrant mechanism you can use, there's an additional list of questions you can use. There's all kinds of tools you can use to get this done. But if you really hold this meeting with intent and purpose, what I can assure you is that it's going to be one of the best and most productive meetings that you can have. That's going to do it for this episode of The Daily Stand-Up. I hope you got a lot out of it. If you have a topic you want us to discuss, make sure you reach out to us at learnmoreatagiledad.com. We'd love to hear from you. And as always, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care. 